Ezra, first off, is a black belt. I don't know if you remember this, Chris, but yeah, yeah, that's black right. Belt. And um, and then he after that, that argument, I, Brian, you were there, weren't you? Was that when Dave got in his face? Yeah. It was, yeah. I, it was a Dave. It's a guy that recorded Blue that, October. Yeah. Blue October. Yeah. Uh, so what his name's uh, Dave Castell, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was Dave. That's Castell. right. It was, uh, wow. Dave Castell. But I, I just remember. That. Yeah. When he walked off where I'm like looking at Ezra, like, what do we like? We're now we all do? of a sudden we're like bowing up. Like, I mean, I'm <laughs> you know, like, I don't like, know what to do here. And so Ezra walks over and he gets uh, two shots of Jack. Two shots Man, right two. before he walked up on the stage. He downed one, two, and then he got up on the stage. And then we got up on stage and we played one of the we most that fiery set. sets. Uh, oh, that, my gosh. It was like. I remember that set. Like, that was the most in your face, we're going to stomp your throat into the ground type kind of set. That, Which is that funny because the, at Liquid Lounge, for whatever reason, I guess it was just the way the, the, the vibe of the place. Whenever y'all would play Liquid Lounge, that's when y'all would play all your real chill, relaxed songs. Oh, that's interesting. Kind of go up and have a fiery set. That's yeah. Yeah. Well, that that in that in the time that he sang Redwoods and Sunflowers at Dude, the oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I forget Dude, what club that, that was, but we so that's, uh, that's we played right in front of Isley. Yeah. Oh man, Isley. So my story about Isley, <laughs> we played this gig, and we went to Tyler and played, and the guy I can't remember his name, Boyd du, Boyd Dupree. Yeah, the dad. His name. Yeah, the dad. He said, uh, he says, man, I really like you guys. He goes, y'all, y'all sound really good. He goes, he kind of, uh, kind of similar like to my my kids have a band. And his kids are like 10 years old. Yeah, I think the youngest was nine. I think the youngest was nine yeah. at that time. And I was like, oh, your kids have a band. And <laughs> I was like, you know, I was thinking it was like Hanson, you know, because <laughs> mm Bob was real popular. And I was like, oh, really? Your kids have a band? And he was like, yeah, they have a band. And I'm like, oh, well, good luck with your kids and their band. You know, and I was all like, that's awesome. And it was Isley who became this huge DFW I don't even know what they're doing now. If they ever did, they ever have any commercial success? Yeah, they did. did. They just... Yeah, they got signed to a, an independent kind of like more like punk label. Um, oh, okay. And there's only one original. I think the drummer and the the one female singer is all that's left in the band. That they've, uh, I mean, they still sound like Isley, and they've kind of married and done their own things. But yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they're still around. One of their big one of their big successes, though, didn't they open for Coldplay on a tour? Um, they, I don't think so. uh, it wasn't them. It was somebody else that opened up the Coldplay, I think. But I could be wrong, though. I could have. I, I thought Jeremy open. played. I thought Jeremy played with them. Maybe they did. Maybe they did open for Coldplay. I don't know. I know they opened for Brand where, New and a couple of other bands. Isn't that where? Isn't that where Jeremy met Eddie Vedder? Uh, no, that was with Midlake. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Midlake opened up for Pearl Jam. 
So uh, oh, that's funny. That's yeah, awesome. They, yeah, they played it uh, the uh, AAC. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right on. Well, speak. Yeah, speaking of that, after not call common, was it after not call common? No, it couldn't have been after not call common. When did Louis play with Shara? Did y'all ever hear of that Shara? was before? Yeah, she he played with her before uh, he joined not before. call common. Okay, that was before. Yeah. So yeah, Shara's. Uh, That's right. That's what it was. Shara, I, um, I actually took Ireland to see Shara open up for Death Cab for Cutie, and she remembered me and like we got photos and man, Ireland thought I was like the coolest. She's like, my dad knew la la la. I'm like, yeah, you know, like. And then uh, after we hung out with her backstage and all this stuff, she's like, okay, I'm ready to go back to the hotel because we went to Oklahoma. We saw her in Oklahoma City. I'm like, wait, we got Death Cab coming up. And she's like, no, I'm good. I'm like. No, we're saving this gig. So, but uh, she's over it. I mean, she's she makes fun about it now. But but yeah, I mean, Cher's still around and, and doing her thing. So, did I ever tell so you guys? This, go ahead. I was just gonna say. So I looked it up. Isley did open for Coldplay. Oh, cool. Um, Chris Martin. It says he invited the Dupree family to open on one of their tours. And wow. then it said they continued to tour as opening acts also for bands as uh, like Newfound Glory, Taking yeah. Back Sunday, and The Fray. Yeah. But they opened for all of them as well. Yeah. I opened, I was in a different band before Not Called Common, and we opened for Plank Eye. Oh, yeah. And we opened for, oh, shoot, I can't remember. Uh, the Georgia, the big Georgia guy, the big beard dude, uh, the Georgia band. Oh gosh. <laughs> the Georgia man. Oh, I love the Georgia band. It's my favorite. What is one. their name? Oh my gosh. Is it 1995? Um don't get me to lie. Uh he has um <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I'm gonna try and remember that at, at some point during the this big time. Georgia guy. So but we but we opened for them when we were when they were nobodies uh here in Irving when we were in Irving. At, at some show and um and we opened also who we uh, uh louis and i because louis and i were in that band together uh because louis and i had had a relationship going back all the way to the early 90s and louis was at a show i played in a band in atlanta and elton john was there oh did you ever hear this story? No, I haven't heard this one. Is this the electronic drum set band that you were in? Yes. Okay, okay. So Depeche Mode was really big in the early 90s. And I met these guys at church and they're like, hey man, we're putting together this, this uh, emo, what emo, but whatever Depeche Mode was, that type of sound. And he said, um, you know, we need a drummer. And I had a full drum kit and they were like, um, but we were thinking maybe to play pads. And so I bought this drum cat and played a pad and I stood up. So I, I, I should have just had a kick. That would have been a little more complete. But anyway, so I stood up, but I had all this percussion stuff. And I think I think the kick was was pre-programmed. So I only had to play the snare and hi-hats and stuff like that. It was weird. But we had a lot of we got a lot of press in Atlanta at during the early 90s. And Louis used to come to our shows um he was like brian and 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 christian he would come to the show because he was my friend and he would help me load in and all this but then louis played bass too they they already had a bass player and so then i mean louis came to a bunch of shows and we opened for um oh uh, they had world uh oh gosh delight 
Who? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. World uh, Click. World Click. We opened for Delight. Um, What is love? Yeah. You know, we we opened for them. Right on. And so the thing is, is that we played this show in downtown Atlanta. Yeah. And um, full on, there were all these people. There were probably 50 people all dancing and grooving in the audience and just all this. And so then we finished playing. And so then I was packing up my gear and, you know, I had like, and I had to go because I had to play probably church the next day or something like that. And I was like, okay, I got to get out of here. And, you know, it was downtown Atlanta. So it was kind of like Club Dada where you're on the street and you got to move your car, but then you got to put your hazard lights on yeah. and, you know, hope nobody steals your car or, you know, or your gear to, or your gear while, yeah. you know, you're having to take it out. It's th- those kind of stressful situations. Um, and so I had to go and I was, I was like on a three foot stage and these two guys were dancing, but one guy had a hat and dark sunglasses. And so I decided to walk this way and the guy like danced with his friend and they walked that way. And this was now to club music, but they had been dancing the whole time when I was playing. <laughs> and so then I couldn't get off the stage because they blocked my way. So then I this way and they backed up and they were like, you know, it's like, ah, they're blocking my way. So I tried to go this way again. They moved back forward again with the groove of the music and they blocked my way. So finally, you know, as well as kind of things, you're going this way, ah, go there. Ah, we're both going there. Ah. So finally, I just like, I'm going. And I had like cymbals and I had my heavy gear and all this. And I bumped one of the guys and just like, sorry, dude, I'm heading out, you know? And he turned and he was like, oh, sorry. And, and I said, it's okay. And one of the girls that would come to our shows, who, who, like Louie came to our shows, this girl came to our shows, and her name is Val. And she was like, oh my gosh, you just ran into Elton John. <laughs> and I was like, Elton John. And I put my stuff down right then. And she was like, yeah, he was right there. And I said, and so I'm like looking and I'm like, what? And sure enough, I look back and it was Elton John, but he had his hat, little hat and he was in disguise mode, but it was Elton John. And she said, oh yeah, I come here all the time. And he comes in here with his boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And so Elton John actually was in the audience when my band played. And that's my funny thing that, you know. That's awesome. Isn't that crazy? Uh, I've never heard that story. I've never heard that story. That's, That's yeah, pretty that sweet. 1991, 92. Somewhere oh, my so, God. Chris, you said that you were, I guess, I guess the last one to join the band. I um, was the last one to join the band. And when, I don't, when were you asked, Joel? Um, I was the second person asked. And the funny thing is um, I was playing around uh, Denton and, you know, just various churches and bands and stuff. Just anybody that needed a guitar player. And uh, uh, Ezra got my name from somebody in a band and he goes, oh, this guy probably sucks. <laughs> so he actually threw away my number. And what? then um, I had recorded uh, an album uh, my uh, first year at North Texas. I'm uh, oh, sorry, my second year in North Texas with this band called Four Stones Left. And we recorded at this place called the Panhandle House with a guy named Eric Herbst. Well, Eric is a great guitar player and uh, just phenomenal musician, uh, just funny guy. Well, Ezra, through his trying to find musicians, 
got a hair hold of Eric and Eric was like, well, I can't do it because I'm running my studio and I'm already in a couple bands, but here's this guy, Joel Cox. Well, I, I found out that he had like thrown my number away. And so when he, the first couple of times he called me, I was like, eh, forget you. I'm not calling, <laughs> you know, you're a dick. Oh, <laughs> that's right. And so, that's so uh, funny. You forgot. Yeah. <laughs> so then like, you know, after a couple of calls, I was like, okay. So I met him at uh, him and Greg at the Chili's in, uh, I believe in Denton, the one that's right off of the loop. And uh, we had a conversation and I thought, who is this guy? I don't need to be getting in this band, but uh, the next time we met at Greg's house and that's, that's when I, I joined, I was like, okay, this is, we wrote two songs that night and I thought this is. So Greg was the first. Cool. Greg was officially the first because Ezra was playing in a band called drive-by orchestra. And uh, Greg used to go to those shows. And of course y'all know, Greg, he's the, uh, he's the, the, uh, let me tell you who I am. And, and the business guy, he's always, you know, he, he's, he's, he knows how to here's, sell himself. Here's my business card. Yeah, he yeah. knows how to sell himself. So, and, and I'm a musician. And if you ever need a guitar player, and so Ezra, let me know. That. Yeah. And, and I'm uh, a Christian. And, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing that kind of led uh, Ezra to Greg was he was in drive by and it was all brilliant musicians, but all of them were just, they were believers. And at that time, that was kind of something on Ezra's heart was to do that. And so he got with Greg first and then I joined. He's like, I need to be in a band with believers. Yeah. 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 So, and, uh, but, uh, but yeah, and then I don't know how they got Louie, but yeah, I don't know, but I, you know, the first time I met Louie, I was like, instantly, this guy is just the, the greatest, like literally I've had, I have had fun and, and great times with everybody, but I think I've had more fun times with Louie because it's always you know, that's how we're walking in deep LM. This guy walks up. Hey, man, can I have some money? I want to get drunk. And Louis goes, so do I. And he gave him like a $20 bill or something. And then just kept walking. I mean, he was always like he always had a comeback on something. And and um, he's probably he's one of the most brilliant people I've ever played with. Um, but he's also like when he is on, no one can touch him. And uh, it's it's like you're waiting for that that firecracker to go off. And when it does, it's like it's he's yeah, like when we're in the studio and and he picks up that keyboard and all of a sudden he starts doing all these synth bass lines. I mean, that was. That was yeah. off the top of his head. No, no one else. I couldn't have done that. I mean, and uh, he was always yeah. like that. So, yeah, he, Louis. Yeah. His playing was always very refreshing and. Uh, he got a lot of inspiration from pop artists that he'd be like, Ooh, I could play the Led Zeppelin bass line. Boom, 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 boom. Don't, but it's a different tempo now. Yeah. And it's a different meter. It's a different song. It's a different everything. And he would do stuff like that. He was so brilliant. He would just be like, Ooh, I'll play that, but I'll change it up because it's a different key and all blah, blah, blah. And like, he, and I was like, dude, where'd you get that bass line? And he was like, you know, that Led Zeppelin tune. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, that's, you know, and I was like, wow, I never knew that, you know, as like, we get sued by Led Zeppelin now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to room to talk. I was going to say, with all that being said, Joel, let's hear some not called common. Oh, okay. I mean, it, we, it, this, this is a music podcast. Yeah, this is. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. that's right. And here's the thing. I haven't listened 
to not called comment in a while. Oh, it's been a while since I've heard some not called comment stuff. Yeah, let me not share my screen. Let me. Yeah, share what my... are we doing here? This, this is amateur, amateur hour, hour, guys. UNT3, you know, you're out of the band now. Yeah. Well, okay. Chris has taken your spot. Right. Is there anything like in particular you'd like to start off with, uh, Mr. Gerfers? No, dude, you're driving this uh, train right now. Ooh. Start and off he... with the the first song that y'all wrote. Oh, ooh. What was the first song we that's wrote? That's a dude. That's a deep cut right there. Like, man, we're diving um, way deep in. <laughs> What's the first song you dude, wrote? Dude, the, the very How first. How can you love me? Uh, that what was the first uh, song. Yeah, that was the first one that we actually wrote. So here, I'll start with this one because we actually talked about it. So I thought it was "Term of Affection." Uh, oh man! Can y'all hear this? Yeah. Is it too loud? That's asking when instead of why. That's correct. Of course it is. Come on. Hello, hello, hello. 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 Okay, since we have a lot to cover, I figure we'll, we'll wow. play a couple of tracks. And that's the worst well, that's part good. about this. So, it's like so you get my, into it and then you're like, no, no keep but, going. So what I like about that, like when I first started watching y'all, Joel, when it came time for you to solo on that song, <laughs> it was, no, but it, it was interesting because over the years that I, you know, I went to your first show and saw y'all, and then when you played your last show, the way you soloed over that song evolved. And so usually in the beginning time, like there weren't very many power chords that you would lean into it. Like you just went straight into just notes, pop, 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 pop. Yeah. But then, your your lead into all of that and the build up to the actually like making the guitar sing, you know, it was cool watching that. No, well, well thank you. No, I know I I love it. and that's what we was talking about earlier. Is like hearing some of these songs, you know, in the studio and then like trans. So I'm gonna play uh, this one next. This is one we talked about. This is one of those ones that I wish we could have gone back and re-recorded because the interplay on the live version with Chris and I later on with the rest of the band. It was just, you never knew what we were going to do, but it was always so much better. So this is one we talked about just a second. Oh, I guess I should actually turn the volume up. Here we go. Here we go. Give me one second. The sexy fade always gets me. Here we go.
Now, this is the one where Louis heard the bass part and we wrote it as we were waiting for Greg to get to oh, nice. get it wow. rehearsal. Praying and searching? Yeah, it was praying and searching, yeah. would do live <laughs> if you're not watching now, this on youtube y'all y'all need to watch this because it's it makes it worth now who who was the guy doing like the really like oh yeah who was the that was ezra's voice but he they just re-recorded it and like uh detuned it or something didn't they yeah, they what they did is they they took the track and they uh they took they copied it and then they just dropped it down a couple octaves because Ezra's voice is naturally pretty high, uh, and so that's uh that's how they did that track where it's got the low one and I forget yeah. that was a that was a Barry thing Barry was like I think this would be really cool and we tried it so okay I'm gonna play uh, here is uh, speaking of Louis this is a track that actually we wrote because of Louis so this is an old track. You remember this one? Yeah. What part are you playing, Joel? That uh that kind of airy guitar in the background greg's actually playing acoustic guitar on this yeah he's like a window this is called he's like a window yes yeah he's yeah. just been singing it like from the beginning yeah, but <laughs> it's very hard to understand what he's saying sometimes and that little high uh harmonic that's that's me in the So when we when we actually first started playing, Greg actually played all acoustic. He never played. Yeah, that's right. Uh, electric. It was all all acoustic. And so that's what that was something that was completely different uh, when we first started playing, because it's like, you know, like, you know, what the heck, you know? But I mean, it was it was really cool. So, OK, so, hey, hey, before you play yeah, the do next it. one. Yeah, do it. So 
there's a recording and it's it was on like a demo or, or it, it was it, it never even got onto a cd that y'all handed out to anybody but um it's i believe it's called a situation involving an individual <laughs> and there's a vocal harmony in that song that i think is amazing right yeah but um the story is ezra got really pissed off about that like apparently like because the guy that recorded it or whatever recorded himself doing the harmony yeah tony tony recorded himself ezra off yeah yeah but it's actually one of the best harmonies on any recording that y'all have ever done Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, what it was, it was, it was on that same demo we just listened to and Tony brilliant writer and singer. Uh, he had recorded vocals. Well, back in that day, I don't even remember this, Chris, <coughs> like the, the programs, when you rendered it down, it took hours, you know, to on the digital format. And so right. Tony had recorded all this stuff, mixed it and it sounded great. And we all loved it, but Ezra, you could see, he was like, <laughs> Who's vote? He's like, oh, I did that. He's like, well, can you take it out? He's like, that's gonna take like hours. So we and and he had mixed everything, and it was like that. We're just stuck with it. So, but that's uh, that's funny so that what, you say that. So what happened? Did he? Do we have he to cut kept it? it in there? It's 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 in that original demo. Like it, oh, wow. his vocals are in that original demo. So and they Tony's it, is yeah Tony's vocal and oh, that's it awesome. Sounds great. It does. I think I think his vocal. Uh, the the harmony complements Ezra very well, and it worked. But for, but hearing Joel be like, "Yeah, Ezra hated that." I'm like, "What?" Yeah, because he, for me, it made the song. Yeah. Well, what, well, yeah. See, what he was is he was a he was a worship leader at Grace Community Church, and he decided to record us, I guess. And but because he was a worship leader, he could sing, so he he did that. Uh, he like, I think by 2001 or two, they moved to Tyler and mm-hmm. he's the pastor of uh, Soma church there in Tyler. But the funny thing is, is like you were loving that vocal and it, he was another person that was in our lives at that time. Yeah. And that's hilarious that like, I didn't, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, and he encouraged Ezra to write. Like he's the one that said you should write yeah. some Christian music, and and Ezra would send him stuff. And the story, of course, you know, this is Ezra's story to tell. But basically, he would send him stuff, and he'd go, "Ooh, uh, yeah, why don't you uh, why don't you try that again? Why don't you try one more time?" So really, uh, oh, yeah, wow. and 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 he ended up starting having some good stuff. Okay, so here's here's another track. I think this is a fan favorite from you guys. Dude, I freaking love this
Okay, that no, don't that fade is, it out. Uh, <laughs> Man, uh, while you were away, now that falls that under the Dave Youngman. Yeah, that's the Dave Youngman, one of the Dave Youngman recordings. So yeah, that was yeah. You could tell there's something about that. Well, my, that wasn't on the album, was it? No, it was one of no. the ones that I wanted. We played live though. Yeah, we played it live, and it was one of the greatest songs. And you I know, never understood why that one. I know there was that voting process about well, what songs to put on the album, but how that one didn't get included. It almost did. It yeah, almost, it almost made did. Cut. That and Nihilism were two that were cut off. Um, but, you know, the thing is, we had some people that were more pop-oriented, and that song, the recording doesn't do it justice because the live version was always... Yeah, it was raw. Yeah, it was, it was that, real raw that, and that loud. That was one of and, the songs. That one, not one... Um, how could you love me and God's autograph? Those four were just like when you guys would play those four songs live. That was one of those. If I'm just, I have no affiliation with the band. I don't know who you are. And I'm at the bar getting a drink. And that song, one of those four songs gets going. That's one of the, Oh, wait, who is this? I need to check them out. That was always a showstopper. Those songs. Yeah. I yeah. And, and I yeah. remember we played a show one time and it was and I it, we only played it once. And it was I just remember they had uh, women's bras hanging from the rafters. It was it was one of the roughest places we had played. And um, we uh, we were playing. And as soon as we started, we, we started with he's like a window and they kind of. Like it was kind of like that scene in Blues Brothers where they walk into the the, the club and they all kind of turn and look at him and they're like, hey, and he's like, I don't know you. And it was like they stopped playing pool. Um, and then we launched like a song or two later into uh, While You're Away and Nihilism and Not One. And by the time we finished those three songs, it was like we had won them over. And they were like, they were, they, they came up afterwards. Y'all are so great. And that's actually... Um, one of the nights where he said, uh, uh, this was a, oh crud, it's something with a night full of crap. This was a bright light and a night full oh, of crap yes. or something like that. Yes, I remember <laughs> and, that now. And, and, and I just remember we were like, that's probably the best, uh, best compliment you could give us. But, uh, okay. I'm going to play just a few more former tracks. Uh, this is actually a one that was not recorded, but I really feel like it should have. And I think that y'all are going to agree when you, well, at least two of y'all. Wait, time out. It wasn't recorded. It wasn't on the album as well. Yeah. Nothing more hollow than a man without a dream Even one chasing flowers Dull as redwood His hand they grow you remember this, Chris? Feel the intention but take him away. His dream would be their doom. Day after day, a bad sign and good down for us.
Okay, so Chris, do you remember what happened on this track? Because Brian alluded to it while we were listening. Do you remember what happens on this track? <laughs> yes. Do you, do you, he do you, was. Do you no, it's still on there. <laughs> do you remember? It's still on there. It's at the. No. Okay. Oh man. You gotta play it. Okay, so well, here, this let me... is a, It's a demo. Yeah. We're trying to lay this song down to decide whether or not we're gonna record it. Yeah. So Ezra had eaten, he had downed two chili dogs and he had acid reflux anyway and went right into the booth and this is what happens when you do that. over it yeah so play it again and mute yourself joel okay Cox. sorry sorry yeah. guys. I, I can't help it oh geez that's so great okay let me pull it back up i gotta i gotta find the spot now oh man it's so good i will not laugh at uh, redwoods and sunflowers redwoods Okay, did you hear did that? He throw up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so great. Oh man. That okay, so that song is actually like in probably my top five not called common <laughs> moments when y'all really? you well because there was a performance that y'all did and I'm what Joel was it? I'm pretty sure it was trees. I think I think it's when y'all it, it wasn't trees. We didn't ever we we were supposed to play trees opening for Robert Randolph, but it was like Deep Ellum Live, I believe is what it was, or or but, one of those or Blind Lemon. It was we'd never done Ezra, it. We opened up for uh, for Isley. Ezra, when when it gets to the the apex of the song and, and Ezra's just repeating, You're my sunflower. Chris, he was screaming it at the top of his lungs in the song. And the thing, what like we're talking like you could feel the angst within him as he was singing this, but you on the drums and all the other guys playing, like they were feeding off of that. And it was one of the most intense, angry, just emotional moments that I ever saw with y'all ever. Yeah. And so that's why it's up there for me because Ezra never performed it like that up until then. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you remember, but that's the night that we found out that Louie was actually leaving the band. Yeah. And then we played that. Yeah. He threw it on there just <laughs> so he could get his uh, his his vocal chops out. Okay, I'm going to play I'm going to play one more uh, little okay. snippet. And uh, then uh, I, I hear that uh, Chris has has brought a a uh, a first listen for us. So this is our first guest first listen. So this is going to be fun. Yeah. But here we go. This is this is a uh, one I'm gonna. I think y'all already know what I'm gonna end on. So, do it. And this recording doesn't do it justice. Joel, 
I need you to share this audio file after we'll this do. is over. Okay, I can drop it in the uh, the Google drive. drive. Those of y'all listening, this is the one of the songs I referenced. This is God's autograph. had more time right geez uh you know what's funny chris is listening back to that that little anytime i do the intro because that was me doing the intro for those who don't know this song um every time i do that dun 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 i i never knew what time signature we were in and i would always like look to you to like make sure that i was like Cause sometimes it would change because I, when I wrote it, I didn't really, it was all just like, we were just in there. And that's one of those ones where Ezra says, Hey, do that. I got, I got something for that. Um, but like that little thing, I don't know if it was always, this, it always felt like it was different every time. So I would listen yeah. to you and what you were doing and okay, Chris is okay. Chris is in. So I'm just going to follow, but that's, yeah, that's what I love about that song in particular, but that's what I loved about y'all's band was, you could play the exact same set list on, or you could play a set list on Tuesday and play that exact same set list on Friday, but the songs would sound different. Mm -hmm. That's what I, I mean, you could tell that, Oh, that's while you're away. That's God's autograph. That's London bridge. But there was always, and 
obviously you have to see you guys play over and over again to to get it but there was always something like it was the same song but maybe joel's solo was different or a different drum fill right you know it was it wasn't go ahead no we played that song so many times and we always kind of did it a little differently i remember we had some gigs up in oklahoma city um and those were very memorable versions of that song. Yeah. And I remember Joel did some crazy things and I played off of that. And then I think Daryl joined in. It was during Daryl's time. And um, there was there was such beauty and such, um, you know, that going back to Ezra a little bit to give props to Ezra is the thing that I did really appreciate about him was that he was into the art and the craft of the music. And so he didn't have to sing. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. The God's autograph focus showcases everybody, but me, like he just had those little snippets and then he didn't do anything for 10 minutes. Cause it was like a 15 minute song. Yeah. And, but that's the thing is he wasn't real egotistical about stuff right. yeah. in that sense. He, he understood, Oh man, this is awesome. You got to let them do their thing. And yeah. he totally understood that. Yeah. And there's a lot of maturity that he had, uh, you know, but that's just the way he always is and, yeah. or was in the band. Um, so, but yeah, we would do that song and Joel is right. I would not, I would, I'd be like, duh, <laughs> duh, duh, duh. But that would be like, it'd be like different, you know, but yeah. we would just roll with it. And yeah. um so that was, well, cool. it was just a testament to how well you guys played individually and as a, as a group. Yeah. So. No, it was, so, it was dude. definitely great. And, and I absolutely love, I love that song. I do have to say um, we did a show at a club off Barry street, South of Fort Worth. And I got stuck in traffic and everybody was waiting on me. Do you remember this, Chris? It was some, some hole in the wall club. So I pull up and I'm just, I tell everybody, you know what? I'm going to be late. Just play. And I'll, if I get there in time, I'll jump up on stage. They had such integrity that they waited for me to get there. They all helped me get my stuff set up. We had time for one song and we played a 15 minute version of God's autograph. Oh, that's awesome. And I think I remember that gig. Yeah. Like literally we finished it and you could tell everybody was like, Wait, that's well, it. That's like, it? like, no, no, yeah. no. We want more, but we, we. That was our time slot. And then I yeah. put my car and and I went to Waterburger and I was mad and I got a shake, and yeah. a burger, and I like drove home. And then yeah. the next day I woke up and I thought, dude, we we took one. We had that one song. We just we obliterated that room. And uh, so every time I think that that's one of the memories I think of this song. But I'm sorry, Ryan. What were you gonna say? So- I was going to say, before we go on to the first listen, will you please do me a favor? Because I won't be able to sleep tonight unless you do. Oh, geez. Okay. Okay. Can, can you please put that song back on and at least give us just a snippet of the little breakdown at the end? Because the song completely shifts into a, a different... It's it's like two different songs in one. So when you're doing that, was when you wrote that song, was that with Louie in the band or after Louie? No, he was in the band. Yeah, he, yeah he was I in remember, the band. 
when I he first wrote. started watching y'all, y'all played that one time. Y'all played it at one gig when I first started coming to gigs. And then Ezra put it on the back burner, and y'all didn't play it for, like, almost, a, like, two years. Y- y'all did not play that song for a long time. And then all of a sudden, Ezra started putting it on the playlist again. And then it became your signature closing song. But I'll never forget, it was early when I heard that, and I was like, why don't y'all ever play that song ever again? And Ezra was like, well, it just takes up too much time. And he goes, we can fill more songs on our set list. And then he just, and yeah. Oh, that's funny. There it is. The bass, yep. Oh, yes. in Austin that I saw you guys play when Daryl started that bass riff right there that do 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 I just I remember, that's when I mean the kids were already losing their collective faces by that point but you could just feel it in the crowd they, they were like what's what's coming and I just remember thinking they have no idea what's about to hit them and Yeah, hearing this live definitely does make this section, you know. Joel, are you doing the doo Yeah. Down, down, down. right now from just listening to that like like i can't like dude there are it's almost like if you're watching a show or a movie where it's like somebody's having all these like quick flashbacks of different venues and different people different faces 
And it's like, God, it, it's amazing at how a song that's so near and dear to your heart can do that to you. It's like, we talked about that with different bands on this show about how like listening to, to something from, you know, back in the eighties or the, you know, the seventies takes y'all back to, you know, being kids or something in the nineties takes you back to middle school, dude, that song right there takes, God, we were like, we were young and we didn't know anything about anything. <laughs> we, we thought we did know anything about anything. <laughs> I, I remember I'm not young Lee. anymore. Yeah, yeah, that was that. That song is really weird because when I was listening to it, I thought, "Oh yeah, we didn't do that. Oh, we did it later." Or, yeah. "Oh, he did that line." Oh, because yeah. it was always improv. That when you try to lay it down, right? It it's you never do it the same way twice. I even I was playing fills that I was like, "Oh yeah, I did this right." No, I didn't do that right there, and it's it's. <laughs> You know, I, I did very few repeated fills where I did it the same at the ending. I did, but throughout the whole thing, it was always real random. So it, the magic that you hear, if you hear something, we would try to replicate it. But yeah, we would even do it. And when we recorded, it, we were like, oh, yeah, that wasn't as good. Or I wish I hadn't done this. Or in Louis came in. Da, 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 da. like Joel and I were looking at each other and we were letting the music rest after this. Yeah. And then he came in too early and it was like, ah, uh. but he knew he did, but it was one of those weird things where it would have been fine for one of the gigs, one of the nights, but then on a recording, it's like, Oh no, you laid it down and that's the right. recording forever, you know? Yeah. But anyway, but that was a really, that, that song, like you're saying, Ryan, it, 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 it brings back like, yeah, like there's there's certain songs that they start, it's like it's drilling in you and it's like taking a core sample out and you're looking at all this stuff and you're just like, wow, that that's... that's... Yeah, well, all of the songs that were played tonight, I mean, yeah. I can remember yeah, it, things would pop in my head and be like, oh, I remember hearing this here. I remember like some right. of the stuff you played, I was like, oh, they played that at the Hard Rock. Mm -hmm. oh yeah i had that hard rock show oh, yeah man, that was such a good show that's in my top my top three not called common shows that the austin show and then your um your cd release party not at dada but i think y'all did one at irving bible we might right. have yeah i think y'all did a listening party there yeah those three shows um and for different songs like the the one at irving bible was when y'all played not one that night like I, that's when you started doing the extended guitar solo and the or the extended bass part that's not on the on the album yeah and i remember y'all played that version of it at, or in the people who had like i guess heard the album or whatnot they're they were looking around like that's yeah. that's not on the album yeah and, right right and and, and yeah. that's what i like that's about right. the band is just you would guy you guys would do stuff live that's not on the album and that's right. We that was at Matt show, uh, Matt Mungle's show. Yeah, That's the Matt Mungle show. Yeah, yeah. Spin, sorry, spin one eighty. Yep. So yeah. So let's get that that first listen. Well, yeah, I would say let's get that first listen going. Chris got it. So it's, you know how to share your sound and all oh, that. Right? Okay. So oh uh, well. Put the arrow next to the mic down in the corner. Yeah, I, it's not that. It's like I'm picking something that is very 
dear to my heart because I've been listening to it lately and I'm like, oh man, this is so good. But it's not, it doesn't fit the mood of what oh. all we're doing. It's so okay. welcome to my world, baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you haven't seen the other ones, uh, oh, the other man. episodes. I'm I'm always so the, the guy out there bringing just different stuff. The, the so. best the best part of this, so earlier in the week when Chris was texting us in our group text, Chris, we 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 threw the idea at him to for him to do the first listen and he starts asking questions he's like well do we do the whole song or is it just like sections of the song and what kind of song and this and that and i never said this i was waiting for it tonight for when we were on here i wanted to be like clearly this guy has never watched a single <laughs> damn episode <laughs> it's okay don't just don't watch the don't start with the last episode uh it's <laughs> oh that's I mean, hilarious it'll think... test the boundaries <laughs> no it won't and so if we haven't so, tested the boundaries before... already then... oh man yeah wait <laughs> you 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 will see a few of those there there's a few oh, Cri man. chris uh flynn isms in our show that's so crazy um <laughs> well yeah, i'm, I'm well, excited let's do this thanks. Okay. Um, hold on. Palasando. Ustedes palasando in la biblioteca. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got to find right, that so, track. Okay, so I don't know how this works. Let me see if I can figure it out real quick. Um, first listen. So do I do share screen? Yeah, you'll do share I, screen. I Actually, y'all okay. y'all tell him. Y'all are faster. Okay, so full screen mode, maximize window, uh, silence notification, share individual window. Uh, you want to click the advanced and then computer oh, audio only. So you'll see advanced and then you'll see computer audio, hit the computer audio and then hit share. Minutes of preparation. This will okay, all be edited out. <laughs> Minutes. Right, okay. Um, well, hold on. I don't, I, I'm in advanced. Uh, so you uh, should see PowerPoint as virtual background portion of screen, and the next should say computer audio. Okay, so general. Okay, so I'm going to go to share screen. That's the button in the setting. The green sheet, the, the green button at the bottom. You see that menu? When you hover over all of our faces, you should see the green share oh. screen button on the bottom. Okay, hold on. But you don't want to share your screen. You just want to share the audio. Right. Okay, hold on. I was in the wrong app to do it. Okay, so share screen. The so green share ah. screen. Then up in the top, you'll see basic, advanced, and files. Click oh, got advanced. it. I was in the wrong thing. Okay, so just say computer audio. Got computer it. Computer audio and then share. Oh, okay. That's that simple. Here we go. There it is. You're sharing your computer sound. minutes of preparation <laughs> is anything coming through i uh, turned the volume up maybe oh shoot if the bombs off let me start again okay i heard something Already better than anything Joel has ever shared with us. 
that's that's it okay you have to tell us who that is man so that is a pianist named jean michael blaze and that song is called roses and i did not know this and now i'm like oh my gosh this is such a beautiful song the the little background bum bum the the pulsating thing here's what he says roses is a funeral piece dedicated to my friend's mother who died from cancer the ostinato the repeating single note in the intro represents her beating heart Mm. and the ever-present tumor sometimes forgotten but still growing how do ill people ill people find peace if they can at all Roses is my attempt to reflect a journey of someone's musical memories, wandering from pop to classical memories, concluding on nostalgic harmony. So wow. that's from 2018. So you could, uh, I can, I could send you the link or whatever. You can look it up, but I didn't know any of that until five minutes before the show. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm wow. like, Whoa. Yeah. And like, I just, yeah, it's but when you listen to it, it just it it like raised the hair on the back of my neck. Some of the the way, yeah. That, and I was just like, oh my gosh! But I found that on iTunes. Uh, I've been listening to a bunch of solo pianists and uh, pianists, and um, that that's yeah, where. I'm see, going. I I was gonna I was expecting something completely different from you, something with a. I thought it'd be a little more groove or funk oriented. Well. And, 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 you know, cause that's, cause that's what we used to talk about before and after shows was the kind of stuff that I know. got you into drumming and all that. But, you know, I mean, and right before you're like, I don't know if it fits the mood. I think it completely fit the mood of the show. Oh yeah. Um, just how, like I said, when you see a not called common show, it's going to be a little different every time. And <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I can liken it to. That's just a little bit different than what, you know, I was expecting, or maybe Joel or Ryan was expecting. That's I really why I was, I, I really that, thank it. you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, I wasn't, that's why I was like, are you sure? Like, cause this is what really was moving me. But again, back to what the thing that I really liked about knock all common, and you guys are both attesting to this is that the musicianship in the group was so deep. And the stylistically, by the end, we were like, hey, let's write a U2 song. And so we could just we could just do it. And it sounded like U2. Yeah. The thing that I really appreciate about that's crazy. And then we would do something else. And so that that's kind of. Yeah. So anyway, but I think I loved about you guys was may have said it earlier in the show, but the thing I loved about you guys was just. Y'all were all if I'm, if you think I'm exaggerating, let me know, but I, y'all were all masters of your instruments. You know, well, thank were, you. I, yeah. I, I am not going to admit to that cause I'm not a master, but I really do appreciate you enjoying. And, and, and maybe, well, and maybe it was <laughs> yeah. just the interplay between the five of you that allowed you to be so yeah. improvisational. Right. Yeah. And, and well, I know. think, I think what you're hitting though there is even if we weren't the masters, you know, we're not playing with uh, the, the the dude from New Orleans, um, Carter Beaufort and all that. The, the, uh, the thing about it is we all had musical minds. And so even me as a drummer, 
I have a musical mind enough to go, ooh, let's add some subtlety to this thing, you know, but it, I think because we were more unified in our musicianship that it, that we were musicians, we were, we were right. good musicians, you know, maybe we're not the greatest, but guess what? Guys that play and tour nationally and make millions of dollars a year, are not the best. Mm-hmm. Like we're just as good as any of them kind of thing. And that was the deal is that we wrote songs, but it was, we had a good musicianship quality to us from listening to each other and, you know, from Louie to Joel and then Greg, and then you had Ezra that just could like, Whoa, I have a song for that. Mm-hmm. And it just flowed. It was like a, right. it was like a river and you opened and the, and the waters flowed out. And so I, I would attest to that. And I think that's what you're saying is that's what you were like, wow, y'all were just such amazing musicians, but yeah, it, it's not necessarily, we had incredible musicianship individually. Let's, I sure didn't. But yeah. the thing is, is as a group, we were good musicians with where we were at. And so things went, you know, really nicely together, I think. Yeah. Well, no, well, I, I 100% agree. And, and the only thing that I would add is um, I think for me personally, as a musician playing with that group of people made me better. So playing with you and, and, and it's so funny because Greg and I were such polar opposites, but oh, yeah. it worked. He was yeah. very much classical and straight. And I was very much, it's going to be different every time. Uh, Ezra encouraged to his you know, credit. He encouraged, like you said earlier, us to just, you want to go there? Let's go there. You don't want to go there? Hey, I have an idea for that. Oh, you have an idea? Okay, let's hear it. And, and um, you know, he always, like all of us together, even when, you know, when Louie left and we brought in Daryl, um, like I remember at a certain point I was playing and I didn't have to think. And it's the only time that I've ever been in a situation where I could just openly play and not have to think. And so um, right. I, I don't think you're, you're a great drummer. I feel like I'm a pretty good guitar player. Greg is, but I think when we got together, we all became better. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. I totally agree. Like I'm a, I'm a solid drummer but it was coming together with these other solid musicians that it like, it, it came, it just like whoosh, we rose up and uh, you know, and, and yeah, bringing all this back makes me sad. Cause I'm just like, Oh man. Yeah. You know, cause I'm like, golly, that was a great song. Yeah. I wish I, I like what you said earlier. I wish we could. And of course that's hindsight's always 2020. I wish we wouldn't have worried so much about, things that didn't matter and just create right. that's and, right uh, but, it doesn't uh, matter right yeah it's but, like the name we wasted probably hours on in and money a new name yeah you know? money we didn't have yeah but uh and mo- for money that we didn't have you know yeah. and we got signed well when i say we got signed we got a contract uh, offered us to us by um peter furler's record label i can't remember the name of it now but yeah. um but yeah the thing is is our our lawyer said no i would submit this i would revise it and submit it back to say this is what we're interested in and we never heard from them again like well, we didn't we get did. a courtesy yeah we did we, after oh, the, we did? This, well with the second third contract revision and then it froze because their investors said they need if we would have if we would have signed the first or second revision we would we would be with that record label 
So that's that's oh, the unfortunate oh, part. Okay. So we yeah, um, we uh, we held on a little too long. And, and I understand that he was protecting our, you know, uh, he was protecting our interests. But also, uh, you know, but you know what? This is where we're at now. And, and uh, exactly we're able to, to sit here and have these conversations and none of us hate each other. And, and there's a that's camaraderie right. that like there's stories that we can't tell on on air because they just they're too deep, you know? Yeah. But we have those moments. And as much as the, I love the band, I love the people and I love the people that were surrounded. Like, you know, my, my best friends, I, you know, Anna's, you know, a part of this at the very beginning. And I mean, if you can't hang out with an alcohol common, yeah, sorry, we can't get married, you know, like stuff like that. I just, you yeah. know, I can't, we all have kids now and, and, and our, our friends and all the people that surrounded the band all the bands we played with that we're still friends with that they're no longer bands. I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't ask it to be any other way, but I will say that it, this does make me want to get together and play some more music really soon. So, yeah, that, that's a great thing about yes, what we did. Yes. I, I, I will that. Yes, <laughs> get together, play some music soon. We need to get Ezra on board, but well, Chris, man, I want to, I, I want to, you know, uh, Chris, I don't know if you know, but um, over the summer I got remarried. And oh, congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. And so, you know, I have a wife and two stepdaughters that um, I would love to bring to a not called common show and go, this is, this was, well, we could big... probably, we could probably do it. And I hope it works. Uh, if Shane Gray is still there, he had us do that reunion uh, years ago. And, and, you know, maybe we do something for Louie or something. I don't know. Like maybe that would we be cool. make it some kind of a, you know, I heard that Daryl was in like Oklahoma. Yeah, he's up north. Yeah. Yeah. So but he'd come. You know, he'd come. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Daryl's and... that kind of guy that he yeah. just would do it. And he would know the tunes better than any of us. <laughs> you know, like he was he'd so like, phenomenal. He'd be like, no, 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 no. You, you yeah. No, no, this. Chris, you didn't play that. You played that. You played this on that. Oh, yeah. oh that's right, Daryl. Wow. You know, it's exactly. Thanks, thanks Daryl. You want to you get down on the. I just remember the time he picked up the guitar. He's a phenomenal guitar player. Too. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, that's right. He and he, I was like, no, no, like he plays like Eddie Van Halen. I was like, no, you're not playing guitar in this band. But uh, that's but, uh, funny. But dude, hey, I I have to say personally, I love the first listen. It just to kind of tie in. It sounds like Radiohead to me. It sounds like Sega Ross. Very, yes. Um, like I was like, this is crazy. This is exactly what this show is about is exposing music to people that may not have heard anything like that. So I absolutely love the track and I, I thought it was great. Yeah. At one so. point I almost asked, is this a radio head yeah. song? Yeah. It was yeah. Definitely. Really? That's, that's yeah. crazy. But uh, yeah. Gerfers, you haven't said anything about it. Did you like it? I did actually. And, and it was <clears throat> the first thing that came to mind when we started listening to it is uh, it, it's interesting that you read that little synopsis of the song and it talked about that one steady note at the beginning because I tend to be a sucker for songs that have pedal notes that everything just kind of goes around. Yeah. I, I just, it, it is what it is. And I'm, I'm always trying to find a song where I can be like, oh, there's the pedal note. And so I was like, okay, how long is this going to stay? Is it going to go away or is it going to stay the whole song? And for a little bit, halfway like middle of the song it wasn't getting played but it was still there in my head i could still hear it right and then he brought and then he brought it back and i was like ah there it is there it is but i will i will say this though 
Man, there was that little section, probably about three quarters of the way or more towards the end, where they brought in these. Uh, they brought in the strings. Yeah, the strings were doing this real, like uh, almost like waves coming yeah. through, just like waves scooting through. And there were some, there were some harmonies and chords that the strings brought into it that I was. I don't mind saying I was almost moved to tears. I was like, yeah. oh, that yes, that right there. That's emotional because I mean. As, as cliche as this sounds because they were strings i mean it was like tugging at the heartstrings a little bit yeah like, wow and so dude i loved it and, and i'm gonna go as far to say this as uh we oh need geez to have, no well joel knows what's coming but <laughs> i mean but it, it was probably the best if not yeah. one of the best first listens we've had of course it and... is it's always better than anything i bring <laughs> but not no, anything but man <laughs> we need to have we need to have guest first listens more because that was a breath of fresh air to the first listen segment of the I show agree. that really was cuz that really was totally totally and I'll, I'll i'll piggyback off what christian said Wait, right before you played, you're like, yeah, I don't know if it's going to fit the vibe or what. Dude, that, like Christian said, that fit perfectly. That fit mm -hmm. perfectly. Like, oh, I, I don't know. Awesome. I don't think if, if you play anything else, if you play something that's got groove or funk to it, I, I don't know that. I don't know. It just, I don't know that it would have hit the same as, as what you played. What you played, I don't know why, but for some reason, I felt I needed to hear that. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, so, I, and I didn't know about the song, th that whole little synopsis. Literally, I was like, "Whoa!" I didn't know that's that's what's so fascinating about the song. Because now, go back and listen. I'll send y'all the link after the sure. Uh, but you can listen to it because it's basically about the heartbeat, and at the very yeah. end, he brings it back in, and then it stops. Yeah. And when you think about a lot of the tumbling that the piano does in that, where it's like, and it's building and it's building and it's building. And then all of a sudden it like crests and it's like, boom. And it's, it's almost like, I think about Joel, I think about your mama yeah, and, and how like the anticipation of as she was dying, the she's going to a better place. Yeah. And like, there it is. She's tumbling, it's tumbling, it's tumbling. And then all of a sudden, boom, she's there in heaven with the Lord. And yeah. like, like when I hear that song, it that's, I didn't even know that was what the imagery was. I just was like, now I'm going to be listening to it myself and being like, oh my gosh, this is yeah. deeper than what I originally, but I've listened to it a lot and I didn't know any of that because I never looked at it. So anyway, but I'm really glad y'all liked it. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really good, and uh, and, and thank you for saying that. Uh, uh, you know, we've lost some some people lately. Drew, of course, from Rhythm passed away recently, and oh yeah, and, uh, it was it's funny you say that thing about my mom. Uh, on one of the other episodes, uh, when Drew, when I found out, I had actually ran into Drew in Abilene. He snuck Ireland oh, yeah, into that's the, right. He like, snuck her and snuck her into the bar here, and then he invited me to play uh, later that that week, and so. Um, uh, so I, my family was coming over my dad and, and, you know, stepsister and all these other people. And, uh, I was in the parking lot right before everyone showed up. And that's when I found out that she passed away. And, and, uh, and, uh, so I had this weird, like connect and he was just so cool. It's like, Hey man, this is exactly what your mom wants you to be doing. And I was like, you don't even know my mom, but that's exactly right. And it, it ended up being a really cool thing. But, uh, 
Um, that's just as a side note. But uh, guys, if y'all like the track, if you like Chris, if you want him to come back, I know that I already want him to come back. Uh, but uh, you know, check you know check the tune. Uh, we'll have the link uh, in the the video. Uh, go check it out. Check out the other work. Let us know what you think. If you like the song, if you don't like the song, you know, let us know. If you're on Spotify, if you're on uh, you know Apple uh, Podcast, if you're on YouTube. Um, we have a lot of people that have been joining our Instagram. Thank you so much. A lot of people joining our Facebook, uh, but we want to hear from you. So if you'd like Chris to come back, if you want to hear that, if you think the song sucks, tell us, we want to hear it. We think it's awesome. So don't tell us it sucks, but, uh, so Fisher, so do you have some, uh, uh, some things to recommend this week as far as, uh, some website or YouTube channels, some YouTube channels. Yeah. Um, awesome. The first one. Uh, shocker is a cover channel but they're if i'm reading the little research that i did on this channel um i believe they're a cover group from spain and the channel is called broken peach um it's three guys in the band the guitar player the bass player and the drummer and then it's uh four women singers and it's like they'll take um, they're kind of like a postmodern jukebox. Okay. Right. <clears throat> They'll play. Uh, at least the, the vocal styling is like that, but the, they'll take a, a, a song like um, personal Jesus and make it funky. Right. Things like that. But they're, what they're known for is their Halloween show. And uh, they'll, you know, do face paint and make themselves look like skeletons, stuff like that. But that's what they're that's what they're known. Like I was reading some of the comments on one of the videos the other day saying I can't wait for the Halloween special to come out. That's what I'm looking for um, or waiting for things of that nature. So they're known for their Halloween specials and uh, their covers of songs and, you know, turning them into like a maybe like a 50s rockabilly style. Uh, so that's the first channel broken peach and then the next one <clears throat> a lot of stuff that i like to watch on youtube is our live versions of songs because i think that's where you really truly get to know a band is to see them live um, and one of the channels that i've been actually watching here recently is muse live videos it's the band muse out of england yeah and um it's just live videos going all the way back to like 1997 so go check that out. If awesome. You, if you like that band, if you if you want to see some really good live shows, I recommend their 2010 Glastonbury show. Go watch that. It's that's a good it's, one. It's balls to the wall from beginning to end. It's 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 what a live show should be. So go check them out. Man, that's awesome. Thank you. Not called common episode number one. <laughs> Because I have a feeling, I just do, I have a feeling that we're going to have more NCC shows. I really do. Um, but man, if y'all like the little snippets of the Not Call Common uh, that Joel played, uh, let us know in the comment section. Go on Facebook, shoot us a message, Instagram, right? Reach out to us. And if y'all want to hear more Not Call Common stuff, we'll give you more Not Call Common stuff. Yes, we will. We will absolutely make that happen uh before we do sign off though man chris thank you so much for being here and hey, like, thank just you guys us insight 
Thank man, you. Man, this, this, and that first listen, uh, wow, that was good. That was one of the best. Oh, and I'm going to let you in on a little secret here, Chris. And so what you can do is you can help us with this because we're bringing a challenge back. Oh, no. Yes. And Chris, you need to help us on this. No. Okay. okay? So here's what we're doing. We need 100 views <laughs> on this episode. We need to get 100 views. Or okay. let's do 50 comments. If we can get 50 comments on this episode, this guy right here, Joel, his favorite song in the entire world is Hero by Nickelback. He loves it. He can't listen to it enough. I hate and you guys so, so much. <laughs> so what's going to happen is, Chris, I, my brother, I know you're going to help. If we can get 100 views or 50 comments on this episode, he has to play Hero. Okay. On one of our shows. Oh, nice. But he's got to do it wearing pasties. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, Chris, so, please please help them. Yeah, I don't know about that. It's breaking <laughs> up. I, I can't. I... <laughs> right on. Right on. Oh, my God. Right so, oh, first, so, everybody out there that's new on it, Facebook, that's the challenge. Get on, comment, you. So that dude right there has to play in pasties for you because he wants to do it. He really does. He wants. He really to. doesn't he's told want us, to do it. <laughs> no, he's told us off camera and off the air that he Minutes really wants to do it. Minutes right? of preparation. So, H. hey, again, fantastic episode guys we got more great stuff coming y'all's way we still have a few more albums to cover that are turning 30 we haven't forgotten to do the episode where mtv has turned 40 that's coming your way but until then keep living keep loving keep listening and as always keep rocking chris flynn man Thank you. Thank you. Okay, before I forget it, Chris, and I have to tell you, okay, because you don't remember the story, but as soon as I started talking about it, I had to edit it. Okay. The one part I left out is when you stood up. And I'm like this, <laughs> and you stand up, and it's like, and I'm just like, ah. I'm, I gotta, I gotta look. Where do I gotta look? I gotta look somewhere else. Oh man! But, I, but as soon as Sorry I tell this story, the, uh, I was like, I had I, this won't make air, but I was like, I have to remind it because 
we laughed about it. Like Louis is like, you had a rocket like a mug. 